This week, Liz Truss's honours list has been released. When will the next election be? War in Ukraine intensifies and a roundup of 2023. This is the Political Shit Show with me, Alfie Garner. Welcome to this week's episode of the Political Show, the podcast that looks back on a crazy week in the world of politics. This week we'll cover Liz Truss's honours list, the war in Ukraine intensifying, the Queen of Denmark abdicates the throne, and have we got a new date for the next election, and a roundup of the last year in politics. Let's start then with the story that Liz Truss has released her resignation's honours list after she resigned as Prime Minister back in October 2022, making her the shortest Prime Minister in British history. The list includes political aides and ministers during her premiership. There have been much criticism, however, regarding whether Truss should be able to have a resignation on his list after her destructive period in time in the position of Prime Minister. Many people in the past called for the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to block the list with Labour's Shadow Cabinet Office Minister John Ashworth saying, This list is positive proof of Rishi Sunak's weakness and a slap in the face to working people who are paying the price of the Tories crashing the economy. Honours should be for those who are committed to public service, not rewards for Tory failure. Her list includes the following people. Life peerages went to Matthew Elliott, the former Chief Executive of Vote Leave, John Moyhan, the former Chairman of Vote Leave, and Ruth Porter, the Deputy Chief of Staff during Liz Truss's Premiership. The Knight Commander of the Order of the British Empire, KBE, went to Alex Shelbrook, MP, who served as Minister of State for Defence Procurement during Truss's Premiership. Dames Commander of the Order of the British Empire, DBE, went to Jackie Doyle's Price, MP, who served as the Minister of State for Industry during Premiership of Liz Truss, and Shirley Coven, the founder of Mass Anxiety Trust. Commanders of the Order of the British Empire, CBE, went to Sophie Jarvis, a former special advisor, and Shabir Merrily, former special advisor. Officers of the Order of the British Empire, OBE, went to Robert Butler, MP, Private Secretary to Liz Truss when she was Foreign Secretary, and to Zan Webb, Parliamentary Private Secretary when she was Prime Minister. And members of the Order of the British Empire, MBE, David Hills, Chairman of the Southwest Norfolk Con- Conservative Association. Let's move on to the next story, and it's a story that the election will happen in the United Kingdom at some point during the second half of next year. This is what the Prime Minister said to ITV's Harry Horton. My working assumption is we'll have a general election in the second half of this year, and in the meantime, I've got lots that I want to get on with. Uh, This Saturday, we'll be introducing a significant tax cut for millions of people in work, worth on average £450. Just to clarify, you said second half of the year, so you're ruling out a May election? I said, look, my working assumption is that we'll have an election in the second half of this year, because in the meantime, I've got lots that I want to get on with. It suggests that the Prime Minister plans to hold the general election in October 2024, with the potential to hold it around the US presidential election. This could be to have less press on him and his government during the election, and also to divert attention away from the Prime Minister. However, the Labour leader was less than impressed when he was interviewed during press visits in Bristol held on Thursday the 4th of January. 2023, stating that Rishi Sunak is, quote, squatting in Downing Street, 
for months on end, dithering and delaying while the country wants change. The Liberal Democrat leader Ed Davey also called Mrs Sunak a squatter, hold up and down in the street, desperately clinging on to power rather than facing the verdict of the British people. Adding, the Prime Minister had bottled a maypole. It comes after Lib Dem leader had suggested that he would put a law to Parliament saying the general election will be held in May with power of organising an election going back to Parliament. But it shouldn't be his choice. That's why next week the Liberal Democrats will table a law take the power of calling a general election out of the hands of the Prime Minister and to Parliament. So we can get that general election on May the 2nd, when it should be. Let's move on to the next story. And finally, a freedom of Brexit, so many are saying. After pint-sized bottles of still and sparkling wine are set to appear on UK shelves, the government have announced. It comes after consultation regarding the imperial and metric system in which 98.7% of respondents were in favour of using metric units when buying or selling products. The legislation to be tabled soon will see the pint-sized bottles sold in supermarkets, clubs, pubs and restaurants. After Brexit, ministers had looked at changing laws inherited from the EU that mean traders can use Britain's traditional weighing system only alongside the metric one. The new legislation will also allow still wine to be sold in 200ml containers, potentially paving the way for the expansion of the canned wine market. While sparkling wines will be able to be sold in 500ml bottles between a standard full 750ml and a half 375ml size. In response to the consultation, the government acknowledges the concerns many respondents expressed about possible changes to the current system used for units of management. The analysis of the consultation responses show that while a small minority would welcome greater choice and flexibility in units used for domestic trade, the majority of respondents expressed limited to no appetite for increased use of imperial measurements. Let's move on to the next story, but before we do, a content warning. This story does contain mentions of war. President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, has pledged to intensify attacks against Ukraine following days of aerial bombardment by both sides in the long-running war. He called an air raid on the Russian city of Belgorod by Ukraine a deliberate strike against civilians. 25 people were killed in Saturday's attack, says local officials. Speaking to Russian servicemen on Monday, Mr Putin said the war was turning in Moscow's favour and he wanted the war to end quickly, but only on Russia's terms. He added that Ukraine's Western supporters were the biggest obstacle to ending the conflict, but said their rhetoric was beginning to change as they realised they could not destroy Russia. It comes as Putin called for United support in his army in his annual New Year's address, without explicitly referring to the war he's waging in Ukraine. It also comes after Russian missiles hit Ukraine's bigger cities, leaving at least five dead and dozens hurt. A woman was killed and 44 were hurt in the northeastern city of Karavik, according to local officials. Kiev mayor said two people died, 49 wounded in a strike on a block of flats in the Solomonetsky district of the capital. Two more deaths were recorded in the broader Kiev region. There have been major aerial assaults by both sides in recent days. 
On to the next story now, and it's the story that the Queen of Denmark has announced that she will abdicate the throne in her New Year's address live on television. Europe's longest reigning monarch said she would abdicate in January, leaving the throne to her son, the Crown Prince Frederick. The 83-year-old explained her reason to pass on the crown has been influenced by having to have back surgery earlier in 2023. She said, The surgery naturally also prompted thoughts about the future, whether it is time to pass on responsibility to the next generation. I have decided now is the right time. He will take her place as King of Denmark and Head of State in the country, which is a constitutional monarchy, as well as Greenland and the Faroe Islands. His Australian-born wife, Princess Mary, will become Denmark's Queen Consort. And the Prime Minister thanked the Queen for her service, lifelong dedication and tireless efforts to the Kingdom. That's all the news from this week, but before we go, will you best sum up the year in politics? Because it's been a mad one at best. Let's start with the stability in the UK. And it saw some stability this year because we kept the same Prime Minister throughout this year. But we also saw the lowest polling for the PM ever. We remained stable. It also suggests that this year we're going to see something different from the Prime Minister, something people have been asking for for a while. Let's move on to HS2. A blow for the people in the north with HS2 Northern Project being cancelled. It comes after the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was trying to find ways to keep people on the roads and motorists being more pleased. Speaking of, London is the part of the north of England, apparently. In a now-deleted tweet from the Department of Transport, it stated it was fixing London's potholes as part of the Northern Powerhouse and Network North. Let's move on to some more mistakes made. It was a mistake made by the Prime Minister in 2023 that grasped the headlines after he received a notice of fixed penalty when he recorded a video in the back of a car with no seatbelt on while travelling through Lancashire. Lancashire police said you'll be aware that a video has been circulating on social media showing an individual failing to wear a seatbelt while a passenger in a moving car in Lancashire. After looking into this matter, we've issued a 42-year-old man from London with a conditional offer of fixed penalty. Let's move on to the COVID inquiry then. Last year, we saw the start of the COVID inquiry. It's designed to hold people in power during the pandemic to account for their actions. It saw Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock and Rishi Sunak get questioned about their record during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll start with Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak defended his programme of Eat Out to Help Out, but the inquiry has previously heard that scientists such as the then UK Chief Scientific Advisor Sir Patrick Valance and the England's Chief Medical Officer Sir Chris Whitty were not made aware of the scheme before it was announced. Boris Johnson was interrupted by protesters when he was being questioned. Johnson defended the culture in Number 10, a toxic culture of backstabbing and misogyny had already been laid bare at the COVID public inquiry. A key figure had been Dominic Cummins, Johnson's former and now estranged chief advisor, who was accused in October of aggressive foul mouth and misogynistic abuse towards other people working in government. Boris Johnson failed to mention Dominic Cummins by name. Matt Hancock is next, and he said the UK's pandemic planning was completely wrong. Mr Hancock said he was profoundly sorry for each death. Evidence from the former NHS England Chief Executive Sir Simon Stevens said Mr Hancock wanted to decide who should live and die if the NHS was overwhelmed. Former Deputy Cabinet Secretary Alan McNamara told the inquiry Mr Hancock displayed nuclear levels of overconfidence 
had built a habit of making assurances that turned out not to be true. Tens of thousands of lives could have been saved if the UK locked down earlier as well, Matt Hancock told the COVID inquiry as he described the operation of Boris Johnson's Downing Street as undermined by a culture of fear. Let's move on to the next story and a major story because Raven resigned but Cameron returned. Does it suggest a broken political system that former prime ministers can return even if they've been out of politics for years? That's what people were asking last year when former prime minister David Cameron, who hasn't been in mainstream politics for over seven years, returned to the new cabinet, becoming Rishi Sunak's next foreign secretary after James Cleverly was promoted to home secretary. It also comes at a time where uncertainty regarding Rwanda policy which cost the UK billions and will only send a few hundred a year. Also, during the course of this year and towards the end of last year, Raven became the last legs Dick of the Year awards recipient, showing her incredible devotion to the world of politics. 2023 saw a lot of by-elections as well, seven to be specific, mostly in Tory-led seats. Five went to Labour, one remained Tory, one turned Lib Dem in order of dates when the election was held. On the 9th of February, 2023, West Lancashire by-election. On the 20th of July, Uxbridge and South Rysip and Selby and Amesley and Summers and Froom all held their by-elections. On the 5th of October, Rutherford and Hamilton West, that was held by the SNP. On the 19th of October, Mid-Bedfordshire and Tamworth both saw there like. And on to the last story of today, and it's about Donald Trump returning to high-stake politics, with him now almost becoming the Republicans' candidate. But should he be able to return following his jail sentence in 2023? This is an opinion piece. In my opinion, no. He's been a convicted felon. He's worked with convicted felons in the past and gained from it. He's also been in prison. He's now in mainstream politics again. He turns these ideas of real, real right-wing politics and it destroys thousands of lives in the process. So, in my opinion, no. But a lot of people want Trump to come back because he saw it as the easier times, even when they were told to drink bleach during the pandemic. <laughs> That's it from us this week. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed that mad year in politics. I'll be back next week. So subscribe on your favourite podcasting app, support us on Patreon, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Goodbye.